Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Avalara, who you can count on to make sure your clients' woo shops are tax compliant year-round at avalara.com. I'll tell you more about our pod friend later in the show, but I want to introduce you to our new regular co-host, Dave Lockie from Automatic. I believe that you have heard him in the past, so there was two or three shows that they had done and by they, I mean Brad, Kathy, and Dave, talking to some guests about crypto payments. Well, they're going to be doing a new show every month called Emerging Web Tech. And primarily, it's going to be about what they see that's happening now, the exciting stuff, and also how it plays into WooCommerce and WordPress. Now, I could tell you a lot more about this, but listen in as these three hosts share more of what they'll be talking about, as well as Kathy dives a little bit into security and passwords. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our, I guess, first official uh, web emerging tech show podcast here. Um, I'm excited. We've had some kind of precursor shows, if you've been following along, uh, where we really kind of did a deep dive or a somewhat of a dive into crypto and some different areas of how that kind of ties into WooCommerce and some different options that are available, um, along with my co-hosts here, Kathy and Dave. So what we've decided to do is actually continue this show, um, and we want to expand it beyond just crypto. While crypto is definitely something, and blockchain technology is something we'll certainly talk about, we want to broaden the tent. You know, we want a bigger tent because there's a lot of emerging technologies on the web out there right now. Um, and many that have all of us very excited. So we're not just talking crypto, we're, but we want to talk crypto. We want to talk blockchain. We want to talk about AI and things like that. So there's so many cool things happening on the Internet today. Um, it's starting to it's getting people re-energized and excited in different areas. So um, so we're excited to kind of dive in. This will be kind of a, an intro show, if you will, to talk about kind of what we uh how we're thinking about tech, things that get us excited, different topics we might want to dig into, other guests we might want to have on the show. So if this interests you and you'd like to join us, please do reach out. But let's kind of kick it off, uh, you know, and, and go around the horn real quick. Um, I love to, I think a big question when you start talking about like new technology, whether it's on the web or otherwise, is, you know, why does that draw us, meaning the three of us specifically? Why are we interested in this? Why are we passionate about this? What is it about this new tech and learning new things that, you know, gets us excited? And I'll, I'll pass it over to Kathy to kind of kick it off for us. Ooh, exciting. Well, the thing that it makes me most excited about emerging technologies are empowering people, right? It's the thing I love about WordPress. It's the thing I love about the web. It's the thing I love about blockchain and Bitcoin and everything is that it kind of turns the table on this centralized method of we are the news and we're going to tell you what to think about and we're going to tell you what to believe to putting the power of publishing into everyone's hands, putting the power of transacting peer-to-peer into everyone's hands so there aren't centralized controls and that we put sort of like, I don't know, I'm raising my fist up. Nobody on the podcast can see that, of course, but power to the people. So those are kind of the undercurrents of what makes me excited about emerging technology is anything that allows people to create more, to to give people a voice, to give people more power in terms of how they buy things, how they transact with their neighbors. All of that kind of stuff is what is exciting to me. How about you, Dave? 
pleased to be back here with you. Um, I was thinking about this. I think what inspired me to focus more of my time and attention on what's coming next is a trip I took to South by Southwest and saw a lady called Amy Webb who runs Future Today Institute. And she gave one of the keynotes and she was just talking about all the different things that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, And these are technology trends well beyond just the web. They go out through biotech and robotics and all sorts of things, which are, I guess, everything's connected through the the internet these days, but really uh, far away in in the web of what humans do. And I just realized how excited I was by what she was saying you know, just the broad spectrum of human ambition and endeavor. And it's easy to get carried away with like the doom and gloom and the, you know, the bad news that's in every news cycle. And I really feel like looking at future tech, whilst there are always dystopian takes and troubling aspects to them, it really captures for me one of the best bits about humanity, which is this drive that we have to try to do better, to innovate, to explore, and to find solutions to things. So I think there's something beautiful about that. And there's also something very compelling about the hope that it can give us when we think about the problems that we have in the world today and the work that people are doing trying to solve them it always gives us that feeling that there are solutions available. It kind of breaks us outside of our uh, here and now, our status quo and our assumptions and opens our minds to what's possible. A friend of mine has a, a really nice quote about technology, which is that technology is only valuable in as much as it helps us spend more time together as people. And that's something that I think I'd like to try and use as a thread through at least my takes for these conversations because we don't really have good ways to evaluate technology and its impact outside of GDP and profit and efficiency and productivity. Now, what is it actually doing for us as people? So hopefully I can bring a bit of a humane slant to things, although I do get carried away with all the all the shiny tech stuff as well. So you'll have to hold me to account to that. <laughs> Those are some very elegant answers. Um, mine may be not as elegant. <laughs> I don't know. I like having like AI bots and stuff just generate silly poems and pictures of me riding a horse, you know, wearing some general's outfit or something on a mountain. Um, I don't know. I, oh, I'm kidding. But I think, you know, to both your point, like anyone that's in technology, I firmly believe the reason we're in technology is because we're very we're our personalities are very curious right we like the we're always curious and it doesn't mean you have to be you know you have to be like always learning you know everything that's new you have to learn it doesn't necessarily mean that but um what it does mean to me is and these are the type of people i look for when i hire it at at my agency is i want people that are hungry to learn like whatever we're doing today is not what we're going to be doing tomorrow right so if you're not if you're in a technology field and you're not always trying to learn and see what's coming and how could i potentially use that for myself or my clients or for just you know, whatever I'm doing, um, you know, you're essentially going to get passed by and technology is going to leave you. It changes so quick. So I think it's for me, I've just always 
endlessly curious and kind of hungry to learn more. And when new stuff emerges, when Web3, you know, quote unquote, the Web3, uh, you know, world kicked off a few years ago, um, it was really fascinating to me because it kind of felt like a little bit of the wild west of of the old internet days like that the three of us grew up on right when there weren't a lot of rules and there wasn't a lot of structure to how we found stuff online and it wasn't anything like what we have today it felt like that and we we're all kind of learning together uh, in in a sense um and publicly and very publicly and things were working and some things weren't working and it's just like it felt like a new kind of revolution it, it had a little bit of the, the the feeling of like the web 2 push when social media and user generated content was all the rage i got very excited about that it's right around the time i jumped uh, ship from working for someone to, to starting my own company. So, you know, I'm curious about technology. I always have been. Um, I like to open up computers. I like to poke around. I like to open up software and poke around. That's how I got to where I'm at today. So for me, I just love exploring new things and there's so much of it right now. And that's really what this show is going to be focused on, right? Which is talking about some of this stuff and talking about things we're seeing. What's What interesting projects are out there, especially in the AI front. That's like the new hotness, right? Just in the past month or two, it's all AI is all we're hearing. There's so many cool things coming out in, in especially in the WordPress space, you know, so I'm really looking forward to digging into that, getting some of these individuals on that can talk about their side projects or, or you know, premium projects or whatever, um, and how this all integrates back into the world of WordPress and WooCommerce and, and how we can integrate this stuff, because the game is changing. The game is definitely changing. Um, and we need to kind of figure out together what that means, you know, and that's why we're curious and want to keep learning. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to jumping in. I know one thing that kind of caught my eye as I was thinking about this show and thinking about these type of topics, we had, there's a WordCamps are starting to come back, right? And I know uh, I'm looking forward to WordCamp Phoenix at the end of the month. Kathy's going to be speaking, so I'm looking forward to seeing Kathy in person. But what struck me, and I want to, uh, and I'm kind of pitching this over to you, Kathy. Um, if you go to the WordCamp Phoenix website and you actually look at the schedule of topics, it is so different than what you would have saw five years ago. Just a few years. It is, there are topics on here you never would have seen. Kathy's talking about, you know, pass keys, which I'll, I'll let you touch on that. But I, there's also a presentation on AI. There's a pres- uh, presentation on blockchain. There's all these kind of future tech, you know, presentations that even literally just a couple of years ago, nobody would know what that meant or even be interested in hearing about it. So Kathy, maybe uh, one, I would love to hear more about this uh, Passkey's presentation, but I mean, like, how cool is that? Like, what we're talking about is actually showing up at WordCamps already, and it just as WordCamps are starting to make a comeback. Yeah, it, it's really a testament. I th- Well, so I lived in Phoenix for a couple of years and was part of the organizing committee for WordCamp Phoenix back in the day when we had them. <laughs> we had WordCamps. And it really is a testament to the team there that they are, they really do have their finger on the pulse of, of what's new and what's innovative. And they are really trying to push the envelope in terms of really making this a cutting edge type of WordCamp. We're not just talking about the difference between posts and pages. Obviously, there's an audience for that. So if you're at a meetup and that's a topic, go go do it. But but this is is definitely one of those kinds of WordCamps that attracts people from all over the world. There are people coming from Europe for WordCamp Phoenix. And so the team there, Carol Stambaugh is the speaker leader, and she is she's really sets the bar high for what the speakers are bringing. And being a part of the speaker selection committee there for a couple of years just... They, they have a very high standard for what is what goes on stage at WordCamp Phoenix. 
So I pitched a couple of talks. I wanted to really talk about Cadence Blocks because I think what Cadence is doing and Generate Press and some of the other block uh, plugins are doing for Gutenberg and doing for building with WordPress with blocks is really innovative and cool. But I guess my secondary talk was about passkeys and security and having worn the security hat for a few years. Uh, that's what they chose. And I am more than happy to talk about it because passwords, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they're kind of broken. Like there's billions of passwords that have been breached from sites ranging from everyone from Adobe's systems to many different WordPress sites and, and last pass recently yep. last pass passwords get leaked. And if you go to, have I been pwned, you can see there's a number up there, but it's like billions of accounts. Well, I'm scared um, to visit that website. <laughs> I don't want to know if I've been pwned. <laughs> well, I, my take is if you have been on the internet for the past like five or 10 years, you've been pwned somewhere. One of your emails at least has, has ended up there. Guaranteed. Um, but, and some of your passwords have ended up there too. So like my rule is 16 characters for a password now, but you know, 10 years ago, it was like 10 characters for a password. And what am I going to do? Like in five years, it's going to be 70 characters for a password. Passwords are just broken. Um, user credentials have are broken because of all these breaches, because of password databases that you can go on GitHub and basically find password databases that you can use in your scripts to do a brute force attack. So there's brute force attacks, there's phishing attacks where Users are tricked into putting their credentials into something that looks like PayPal, but it's not. Um, those types of things. So pass keys are kind of the solution. Well, are the solution. It's based on um, a standard called WebAuthn. Um, Fido Alliance and W3C are the two entities that have basically put this standard together. And with things like biometrics and um, your fingerprint on your on your um, laptop or Face ID. Um, Windows Hello, there's all these different technologies that are making it super simple to do things that you and I have probably done for a really long time with um, SSH, um, with that public-private key, PGP, um, what Bitcoin is basically, a public-private key encryption, how, you know, your keys lock your your um your wallet. That's basically how it, how it works. And now we're bringing the same type of public-private key um, cryptography into user accounts for WordPress websites. For um, Apple is doing it a lot for like if you go into the apple.com store and you're buying something that, and you're using your fingerprint to log in, that's that's pass keys there. Um, the pass keys are now coming to our phones, whether you're using iOS or Android, and it's just a new way of of authenticating that someone is who they are because like I think the stats are 28% of people actually use two-factor authentication which is kind of just a band-aid on the password problem the authentication problem so anyway there in a nutshell is what I'm going to be talking about I'll dive into the password problem how it where we are today with it and what we should be doing today with our passwords and what's coming down the pike with pass keys for everyone and there's um, Google Apple Microsoft um, I think PayPal is implementing it. All of the major password managers are implementing passkeys as well. So it's coming and it's just something that we need to be aware of and jump on as a way to protect ourselves going forward. So, yeah, I love it because it's the number one thing around, you know, topics like this is education, right? So there's going to be a number of people at WordCamp Phoenix that have no idea what a passkey is. 
and I hope they sit in on your presentation and learn, you know, at a high level or, you know, cause I know presentations, you're not going to walk out an expert, but at least they, you know, get those, you know, a feeler for what pass keys are, where they might want to look into those and just how they work in general. I mean, you mentioned two factor authentication. Um, and you're right. It's, it's, it's better than nothing. It's not the, the end all be all fix for all situations, but you know, just think a few years ago, like it, only the tech nerds like us kind of knew what that meant and how to set it up and we're using it. But now, uh, you know, people like my dad are setting up, you know, two factor off with text messages on his phone just to make sure his Facebook doesn't get hacked. You know what I mean? So we're compromised. So while it's not a, the end all be all security solution, it's become more common and more prominent to where even, you know, less tech savvy individuals are somewhat familiar with it on a very basic level, but at least they're doing a little bit more. And like, what was the stat you said? 25 or 28%. So it's still, I mean, we're talking not even one out of three people. So <laughs> clearly there's. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not fun. I mean, I've been in security for a while. I've seen some things. I've seen some really, I've been on incident response for some fairly large hacks and they they start with mis- or reused passwords or very weak passwords and it can compromise a lot just from poor password use. And I mean, I, I've seen it. And I still hate 2FA. <laughs> it's still just like, oh, come on, where's the authenticator app? And there's a um, MISC company just did this um, research thing. It's somewhere on my Twitters, uh, but it is about how um, in like the app store, there are like so many copycat and rogue 2FA apps, like apps that are charging $40 for 2FA, apps that are sending um, information like the seeds back to a, a remote server. Um, weird things like that. So there's even concerns with things like that. And Passkeys just kind of solves all of that. I'm sure some hacker, you know, some creative kid is going to figure out how to how to mess up all of our Passkeys someday. But right now, it's the it's the next level security um, technology that we really need to jump on um, and quickly. Want to be a hero when it comes to your clients? You built the site, now you want to make sure that with your client's WooShop, that they are insured that they have accurate sales tax rates in place, especially in case of an audit. Avalara is a leader in automating sales tax and compliance for businesses selling online, both big and small. If you're setting up a new WooCommerce site, get your clients set for sales. If you currently manage several client sites, it may be time to make that recommendation. Either way, get their WooCommerce extension and let your clients take advantage of a 60-day free trial. There's also great resources for either you or your clients on their site where you can learn more about sales tax calculation, among other services like returns and exemptions. So for peace of mind, avalera.com has you covered. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, kind of going back to just the overall schedule. It's great to see Phoenix, you know, to your point, I've been to a number of WordCamp Phoenix um, events in the past and it's, it's one of those top notch communities and events. I mean, it really is one that stands out um, in the past uh, that I've been to that as one of the premier events in the U S anyways. Uh, so, you know, no surprise that they're kind of getting ahead of this technology trend. And, you know, thinking back like 10 years ago, I remember, uh, the, my first introduction to like responsive web design was at a WordCamp. You know, that's the first time I had actually seen it. The first time I'd really heard about it, or understood what it was. And then from that, it just gave me enough 
enough nuggets of knowledge to go and say, we need to, this is a game changer. Like we need to get ahead of this. Right. So, uh, and our clients didn't know about it, you know, leads didn't know about it because that's the great thing about WordCamps and many of the organizers out there, they are looking at some of this future tech and they want to get, you know, leaders in the space or people that are curious to kind of start sharing that. Cause it's, it's going to change the game in different ways. We, we don't really know how until, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But um, we're kind of at the, the cusp of it. It's, you know, AI, I have a feeling that AI presentation, blogging in the age of AI is probably going to be a very packed one because that is, again, I mentioned very topical. And that one's going to have a direct impact on not just the technology we're building and how we're building it, but also how people are going to use that technology, writing their content, inserting the content, using, you know, AI generated images versus licensed images. Like it really changes a lot of things and, and opens up even more questions about, you know, uh, what you're allowed to use or not use or what you should use or not use and plagiarism or not, you know, all that stuff. But it's just, it's, that's what fascinates us, the three of us for sure. That's what, that's why we get into this type of stuff. So, um, you know, David, you know, kind of switching over to, to some of the other things like blockchain, you know, just even seeing the idea of a presentation about blockchain at a WordCamp. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there have been a few now, um, but it's great to see, uh, other folks in the community or like more and more folks in the community, like starting to think about this, I guess, to your point, and we nobody can know what the impact of these things is going to be. And uh, a job's not one of prediction as much as preparation. So the idea that we like bring this stuff out into the community and we try and get people to at least be aware of it uh, and think about it gives us as a community the best opportunity to prepare uh, together for whatever those impacts, whatever those opportunities might be. And I guess why these tools are sort of so compelling now is that they've become more and more powerful. You know, back in the day, the, the, like the old WordCamp days, we were talking about how to build plugins and themes and how those tools could help people uh, communicate online, to transact online in one way or another, to, you know, to publish or to sell. As everything has become more capable, the impact of those tools and those technologies is now much more profound you know we're talking about things which you know like 15 years ago twitter was uh all about nerds posting what they had for breakfast and like last year it was like a threat to democracy you know so that it's similar technologies but i'm still posting my breakfast for yeah the, well, for the record. <laughs> uh, was it that the Tuesday, so I said, yeah. yeah i'm like the 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 violinists that are playing as the titanic sinking you know that's <laughs> what i had for breakfast <laughs> isn't that great yeah well maybe you're a threat to democracy as well brad with your with the cheesesteak posting but, you know we're living through this um incredible time you know like we I, I come from a zoology degree kind of background, and I kind of think that maybe we are living through the first sort of technological speciation event, like a, a human that is connected to other humans with a smartphone and the internet is just like we have different qualities and characteristics, you know, like instant global communication, um, shared thinking, uh, real-time communication infinite storage like all of these different things which are just different from like humans without smartphone without the internet this is like one of the most profound changes that humanity is ever going to live through and like you know we've got the fortune of being here and watching it unfold i you know i just i don't know how you can fail to be compelled by 
what what's happening to us as people it's uh it's crazy it is yeah you're right we're right in the middle of it um and what's interesting is as you know being a dad with a with a young kid is i like to think you know, when he's older, when he's out of school, like what's the landscape going to look like? And it's impossible to predict. <laughs> it's impossible, you know? So, you know, I talked to other parents and about, you know, concerns about online safety and stuff and TikTok and Instagram and all these apps. And I'm like, you know what? They're not even going to be on those. It's going to be something new. And it's probably somebody something that somebody started that was laid off from Twitter or one of these big tech companies, you know? So like, we don't even know what we need to be worried about yet <laughs> if you have younger kids, you know? Um, which is crazy, but a lot of it is just, you know, getting it out there, educating, getting, you know, letting people kind of experience it. Um, one of the things I'm kind of organizing is just a, a small group of individuals to create a, uh, NFT, uh, for attendees at WordCamp Phoenix. And we're batting around ideas of how to do this because what we want to do is give people the, you know, get them into that world and say, this is kind of, this is an NFT. And if you've never had one before, let's help you set up. You, you should do perhaps. So you, you could think about using perhaps instead because they're mm-hmm. free. You can transfer them to ETH mainnet if you want. That's part of the conversation is like how we want to structure it, whether we're going to use something like that or, right, right, right. you know, what blockchain, I, you know, I, you know, I think Ethereum, you, you know, even though there's, you know, whatever, like it's number one. So that's, that should be people's first experience most likely. But the idea of being able to walk out of WordCamp and say, Hey, I, I have an NFT that shows I was here. That's kind of cool. You know, that's kind of neat. If you don't have, I've never experienced NFTs or worked with blockchain or anything, that's kind of cool. Right. So that's why we want to organize it as just a volunteer group, not official. And we're going to contribute anything and everything we can back to the community. We'll see what happens. You know, don't hold me to it. If for some reason it doesn't happen, we're, we're trying, but you know, we're on a clock here. So uh, but it's that type of stuff and being in a community like WordPress where people just want to kind of try things and do things and contribute back. I mean, it's only going to help not only WordPress, but all these new technologies really start to get integrated in really interesting ways um, and how we work with WordPress and how we work with WooCommerce and these web technologies, um, the more experience we get. So it's it's cool to see this, you know, coming at conferences, more of it, just because just talking about it, get it out there is going to get more people involved. Right. And and it's going to help the people who are exposed to it because who knows, like maybe you're at WordCamp Phoenix and some kid comes and gets an NFT and that sparks some creativity that leads to something else that empowers that kid to do something. You know, I, I love seeing kids coming to WordCamps and they, especially like WordCamp Phoenix, ha- having a kid come in and, and see the next level thing. I mean, they're the next generation, right? And so I I think... One of my things with kids and technology is like my daughter, I she was like 11th hour trying to do her finals. And I'm like, let me introduce you to your new friend, chat GPT. <laughs> Let's learn how to use this tool because it's going to be a part of her life, you know, in the future, you know, you can just see it happening. Um, so I really love like the opportunity to like show kids what, what, potential exists with technology because they're going to see it with such a different fresh perspective that they're going to surprise us i think so i'm really excited with what you're doing with the nfts at at WordCamp phoenix it'll be fun yeah i think so i think it will be fun um we'll see on the next show if it was fun or not <laughs> narrator, <laughs> narrator it was not fun no it'll be fun it'll be fine <laughs> But that's why I'm excited for WordCamps to be back because, you know, we've been at a, uh, not, not really a, a hiatus, but certainly there's only been a, you know, a handful of WordCamps, um, you know, uh, across the world, honestly, in the past few years with pandemic and for obvious reasons. So it's, they're an important part of this community and they're an important part of um, us all growing in technology and learning together. 
Um, and you know, again, you can see it in Phoenix. I expect similar things at WordCamp US later in the year. You know, I expect to see a lot of these newer tech, uh, emerging tech type of topics, um, which will have a, a an even wider audience. Obviously, it being the flagship WordCamp in, in the United States, uh, WordCamp Europe. What is that in June? It's on my birthday, actually, in June. Um, <laughs> cool. I, I wish I could go. I don't think I will be though. Uh, again, well, I'm sure we'll see it. So, so it's cool to see. Um, yeah. So if you're out there and you have projects, if you're, you know, want to hop on the show, uh, we'd love to talk about it. We know there's some interesting things happening out there. It's it's early, but in the WordPress space, we're seeing some beta products come out and some Chat GPT integrations and you know, AI image generators that'll insert right into your content. Like all that stuff is super cool, right? It's, it's a game changer in different ways and we're figuring it out together, but we want to talk to you. We want to see it. So definitely hit us up uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I guess I don't know what to tell people to find me at anymore. If Twitter's still here tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what, what else do you guys want to dig into as we uh, just kind of, you know, throw a wide net around the things we're going to be talking about and, and anything that's kind of caught your eye there as we're putting it out to the community. I just wanted to, I guess, bring it back to WordPress and Woo because when we're talking about these other technologies, it's easy to be, I guess, not looking at those projects, not looking at that software. And sometimes you can feel like maybe there's a gulf between those two. Like how do, how do you get from one to the other? Or like if I'm here, why should I care about there and vice versa? But I think the values of WordPress and WordCommerce and the open source context which these projects and our community sits in, they're important. You know, it's people working together openly, collaborating to uh, give people the freedom to publish and the freedom to transact, to sell. And those values, that mission is still really important. Uh, it, I think what these other technologies do is that they change the context in which people are. So they change what it means to have freedom to publish or freedom to transact. Like, what do you want to transact with? What are the things which are stopping you having those freedoms? Those ideas are still valid. Uh, and we shouldn't either lose sight of them or uh, underestimate their importance and their power. There's uh, what has got us here. And doing the same things might not get us there, but having the same values surely will. So I, th I think something that I've spent a lot of time pondering is how do how do these values translate? You know, how, do, how does the mission translate into these new paradigms as these technologies change the, I guess, the, the social context a lot more than, um, you know, like a theme or a plugin might have done before? Um, how do we use this incredible community that we've built and enjoy and is important to so many people, um, first order, second order, third order impacts on the well-being of lots of people around the world? And how do we reimagine what that means and lean into that so that we stay relevant, we stay important and we stay extending the number of people that benefit from that mission over time, because I don't think that does change. People still need to be free to publish and to transact. And in some ways, the things which are threatening those freedoms now are more profound than they've ever been, they're more challenging. And you know, that's one of the reasons I'm so into Web3 and crypto is that I strongly believe that decentralization is 
just something that is very valuable on the spectrum of different options for people. Uh, so passkeys are incredible if you want to trust Apple. You know, they're an extremely trustworthy company, but we shouldn't necessarily be required to trust a third party in order to participate in humanity, which is increasingly what the internet is. You know, that it should be permissionless, it should be open. And even if it's not for everyone, the fact that you can stand up your own identity, that you can auth using the hardware wallet you carry with you, that you can have that uh, freedom is really important, but it's only a part of the mix. You know, it's not, it's not important if it doesn't survive in a world of AI. You know, it's not important if it's not. So yeah, anyway, like I could go on, but you, you get the, you get the drift of it. Yeah. If you could rest, if you could restate that, I'm actually trying to ask chat GPT if they have a uh, thoughts on the matter. <laughs> Are you going to destroy it? Please answer the question. Um, so let's, let's kind of wrap it up here. I know, uh, you know, we're going to continue the show. Um, we hope you subscribe and listen again, if you'd like to join, please reach out, leave a comment, hit us up on Twitter. Um, we're pretty, pretty accessible. We'd love to have you on talk about what projects you might have, show some things off, dig into some, some future web tech stuff. Um, so I guess let's just kind of final thoughts, go around the horn real quick. Um, and, uh, and we'll kind of wrap it up there. So, uh, Kathy, what's some final thoughts you have and just maybe throw it out where people can find you online real quick. Yeah, you can find me online anywhere and pretty much everywhere. Kathy's aunt. I if there's other Kathy's aunts in the world, I apologize. I've taken all of the handles. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about you know some of the things that Dave was talking about in terms of decentralization and giving more power to people, giving more creative power to people, um, all of those kinds of things. And I am excited about all of the innovations happening in WordPress. I think it's one of the most exciting times in WordPress right now. Just going to call it some of the cool things that are happening with how we are empowering people to do things without ever having to touch a line of code. So I'm excited to talk about all those things. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Divi Dovi, D-I-V-Y-D-O-V-Y, most places. Uh, most of my accounts are private at the moment, but um, you can request to follow. If you've got WordPress or Guru in your bio, I'm pretty sure to let you in. Um, I guess I just wanted to leave folks with an idea of what they can expect from these conversations going forward, which is going to be some discussion like this, but it's also going to be far more about what we've seen recently. So we're going to pick out um, things that have caught our eye. We're going to talk about why we found them interesting, and then we're going to try to tie them back to you know that mission, those values in our day-to-day context as well. So it's not just going to be us waxing lyrical, us philosophizing. We're going to be here helping you stay on top of all the crazy goodness and all the chaotic goodness and probably some chaotic badness that's happening online. And uh, hopefully we'll have a bit of fun chatting that through. And um, yeah, if you're doing innovative stuff in the space, then come and, come and help us decipher it. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, of course, I'm Brad Williams, Williams B.A., across the socials there are definitely more than one brad williams out there but i'm the wordpress brad williams actually there's two wordpress brad williams williams va on twitter you'll find me uh, but you know i'm excited too i mean kathy to your point like i think there's just there's so many opportunities with this new you know new tech all the things we've very high level kind of touched on and how that kind of circles back to wordpress 
whether it's you're working for, you know, you're, you're building sites for clients, whether you're looking to get into the premium space of premium products, or maybe even grow your, the products that you have, there's just so many opportunities between blocks and AI and, you know, blockchain and all this cool stuff that's out there. So I'm excited to dig in, see what people are doing. Like you said, David, show off some cool projects, show, you know, talk about lessons learned, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, we're all kind of learning together. You know, we're not going to have all the answers. And those are my favorite shows when I'm actually don't know the answers and I'm in- talking because I want to learn more, right? Those are the best shows. So that's really what we're aiming to do here. So uh, definitely reach out. We're excited to keep the conversation going. I'm sure we'll have uh, endless amounts of things to talk about because the tech and web is changing like a lightning pace right now. So it's, it's an exciting time to be on the web, to be in WordPress and everything. So uh, for Kathy and Dave, I'm Brad Williams. Thanks for joining us on the uh, WordPress Emerging Web Technology Super Duper Awesome Show. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks, everybody. Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our pod friend. No one wants a headache of taxes, so let the pros at Avalara.com take care of them for you or your clients. And I hope you're as excited as I am about this talk with emerging web tech. It's going to be great stuff. There will be discussions among the three hosts sometimes, and then they'll have guests as well. And lastly, the rest of this month, you'll be not seeing our regular full schedule or what we have planned for Do The Woo version 4.0. It's going to be happening more in April since I am making a personal move to Porto, Portugal end of the month. And things are a little bit crazy getting everything in order. But I'll be able to scatter a few things through the end of the month here. But diving into things big time come April. So until then, keep on doing the woo.